Hello, 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 and welcome back to an all-new episode of The Darius Show. For today's episode, I actually want to do a bit of a different thing today. I want to discuss a specific topic. That topic is whether or not technology has a greater capacity to bring us together or disconnect us at large. For this conversation, I'm going to be citing my personal experience, some things that I've researched online, and mainly I'm going to be citing a documentary on HBO Max called We Met in Virtual Reality. This documentary had a profound impact on me and by and large sparked the whole inspiration for this conversation. This is something I've been really mulling over for the last couple weeks, so I'm excited to bring this conversation to you. Without further ado, let's go ahead and roll the intro. It's the Darius Show, y'all already know. Drop your booty to the floor, come give me some more. It's the Darius Show. It's the Darius Show. Now, this question at first might seem like a simple one. Everyone's familiar with the story of people who reconnected through Facebook. Maybe they knew each other in high school or reconnecting with long-lost family members uh, by, the which, by which they would never have interacted with without Facebook or one of the 23andMe type of matching systems that we have today, you know, it's easy to make the argument that we're very connected because of these global platforms that we all are on, social medias. You know, I have friends, I have people that I've interacted with in completely different countries, different time zones, that we actually have similar interests that I never would have met without being able to uh, find a community with them online. So uh, very simply put, I think there is a strong argument just right off the bat Uh, to say that people are very connected because of technology. Now, if you look at the flip side of that, I am a server. And whenever it's not unusual to see tables where three or or even more people at the table are just all on their phones, not interacting with each other at all. They're technically in each other's company and they'll definitely say something here or there. But you'll see many minutes go by where they're just in their own worlds on their phone. Now, I'm sure this is a familiar situation to anyone who might be listening. There is... Something that can't be ignored is this aspect of our phones, of the access to technology that we have that makes it really easy to be distracted in the virtual world and not value those interactions that we could be having face-to-face, in person, with physical contact. So if both of those statements are true, what does that really mean? In my own experience, I've grown up alongside with technology is kind of what it feels like. I'm only 24 years old at the moment of this recording. I was born in 1997. So technology has certainly been around for most of my life, especially in those early years. That's when I started to see like computers around and the kind of the early ages of technology. And as I've grown older, as I've matured and started to have these interpersonal relationships, so has technology and the internet face that we interact with each other, you know. So it's hard to say in my own experience which one I'd prefer or even that I have experienced one way or the other. It's really just blend, blended in my upbringing something that will only continue to happen for people. You know, people are being born into the digital space, interacting with it at a very young age. I remember when my family got our first computer that we all used at our house. For me, it was just a vehicle just to get on Nickelodeon.com or Disney.com to play the games with the characters that I would watch on TV. That would be the case up until I was about 10 years old when YouTube came around, and that kind of changed the game. I think YouTube was really the window into rapidly advancing the social media space. I remember my sister at the time, she's a few years older than me, she would spend her time on MySpace or using like an AOL chat messenger. Now we've gone very far away from that, but even, you know, just about 10 to 15 years ago, that that was all very new stuff happening. So it is interesting to see 
how rapidly and more readily available this technology and the usage of it is being made in our life. I mean, it's really at our fingertips. I know I'm not really breaking any new ground. I'm really just laying the groundwork for the conversation I want to have in this discussion. The elephant in the room for this conversation, in my opinion, is video gaming. Uh, even when I was just in middle school or in elementary school, that was the early days of being able to join an Xbox party with your friends, playing multiplayer online while talking to them at the same time. Not only are you engaging in an activity together, but you're vocally communicating with everyone. You know, everyone can hear each other in each other's ears. It's a very intimate experience. I have found in my life playing video games with my friends online, especially when you sit there and do it for hours, it really does fill the same space that a social hangout would. I find even there's a level of vulnerability that you can kind of quickly jump to when you're playing online because you don't have to cross the social barriers of the physical uh, habitat that you're inhabiting. It's kind of easier to open up when you're just a voice in the microphone, even if you know that person well, versus seeing them in person sometimes. It's an interesting aspect to it, but I have cultivated full friendships of people I've barely known outside of the video game space and people I consider to be some of my closest friends when most of the way that we interacted, especially at first, was all online. Now that brings us to today, 2022. But for the purpose of what we'll be talking about, this is actually requires us to go back a little bit to 2020. Now the documentary that I'm highlighting in this discussion is called We Met in Virtual Reality. This is a documentary on HBO Max right now. I saw it a couple weeks ago and I really haven't been the same ever since I saw it. The documentary follows the point of view of different people who chose to spend their time during the early days of the pandemic when everything was shut down in a virtual reality space. Now, I'm not talking about just gaming with your friends and just spending a lot of time gaming in general or on your laptop. I'm talking about full VR headgear body suit, the, the type that takes up a whole living space. So these people are completely interacting in a virtual reality. The film goes to highlight you know, the film has all of the footage in this movie are completely from screen recordings of people's experience within the game. You don't see a physical person a single time during this movie. You're specifically watching what people experienced in the game from their point of view. One of the aspects that they highlight in this is an instructor who actually who actually teaches uh, ASL sign language taking class. And she can actually reach way more people in this virtual space than she could in real life. I mean, when you think about it, any certain sample size of any community, there's only so many people that are deaf and are interested and willing uh, to learn ASL, and especially into a full mastery capacity. The people who are willing to take time out of their busy day, there's only so many people in any general area that can do that. But, you know, once you open it up to this digital space, now your options are limited to pretty much anyone who's willing to learn. Uh, the access that you have to share information and to interact with different people, cultivate different ideas, vastly increases when you have this virtual space as an option. And this goes beyond just you know linking up through social media where you're presenting your physical self. This is, you can run into anyone in a virtual space. It's, it's a whole new environment to exist in and to hang out and for new opportunities to come up. One thing the film went out of its way to highlight as well is that this virtual reality community is kind of a an escape for people who don't necessarily fit into modern society's tendencies. Think of anyone who might be isolated in general or for whatever reasons, let that be physical, uh, personal, fear, whatever the case is. If they uh, don't have the resources to engage with people on a regular basis or aren't accepted by people, 
the the virtual reality world offers up a whole new space for people to connect and grow together. What's really interesting is how no one presents themselves pretty much as they are in real life. Everyone's kind of donning a ridiculous character. Someone might be a slice of pizza. Someone might be an anime girl or you might be a horse. You, you know, your options are only limited by what you can imagine in this case. And because you're not being informed by any uh, visual or physical cues of the person you're interacting with, even the most well-intentioned, least biased person on this earth is still going to interact with you based on the information that they can take when they look at you. It's not it's not even on a personal level. It's just a, a natural thing that we do as humans. And so I do think that there is something beautiful about getting to know someone and cultivating a friendship that is through this virtual space because you are interacting with each other in real time. This you know you're, There's no lacking of interaction there. You're just not being informed by those physical cues that inform our brains and make judgments that are that are from our subconscious that we don't even realize that are happening. There's something beautiful about that. It kind of feels like two souls kind of just connecting. I don't know. Um, one thing that really shocked me about watching this documentary is just how well realized this world is. I kind of always expected virtual reality get to get pretty insane uh, within our lifetime, but I haven't been exposed to just how rapidly there the technology is. Of course, animation-wise and um, overall, overall visually, you can tell you're in a game. It's not, you know... The, the animation isn't to the level where you could be convinced that you're in a real world. That being said, the way that you interact with this world is one-to-one. There are scenes where people all jump in a car and hang out together and go on a drive. They're literally experiencing new landscape in real time as they're all in this car. And you get, each character has their own point of view and vantage point from being in this car and can interact, hop in, hop out, drive, and do whatever they want. You can ride rides in this virtual space. There's, again, yeah, you're only limited by what you can imagine and what uh, the people going into creating this virtual space uh, choose to do. I've only talked about general concepts from this movie at this point. I am going to get a little bit more into spoilers here. So if you haven't seen this movie, I actually really recommend it. It's, it's challenging. It's super interesting. And it's definitely not like anything you've ever seen before. So you should really dedicate your time to watching this. I think it's really worth your time. That being said, the seminal moment of this film is actually a wedding that happens. It's a wedding of two people that met in virtual reality, hence the name of this movie. Um, it's being performed by people that they know through virtual reality. Uh, it, everyone at the wedding, is everyone attending is their friends and loved ones that they've all met in this virtual space and gotten to know over time. This literally happened. Uh, of course, the people did meet in real life at one point um, after they met in virtuality. They have spent time together. It's not as extreme as never having seen one another and them committing to this kind of bond. But they are making that commitment while being in completely different time zones. Uh, that That's what that's how their wedding is taking place, uh, very literally. And uh, obviously, it's a credit to the filmmakers that were able to present all of this. I will say, if there's a critique of the movie, it's that it's a one-sided conversation. They're presenting all the dreamy aspects of this, not necessarily the challenges. They're not shying away from it necessarily, but the presentation of this movie is to say is to convince you that this is a space worth looking into and not looking down on. And they certainly accomplish that, but they almost romanticize it. You know, I have a hard time walking away from this movie and not feeling super jealous of the experience of getting to interact this in-depthly with the virtual space it makes me want to make a lot more money so i could afford the time space and resources to actually try it out 
it also kind of convinces me that this is the future. You know, just seeing how honestly uh, magical the space was. I mean, really interacting with it, how much there is out there to explore. It it transcends a game and it really becomes experience. Uh, I think that's really true. Uh, the, The show, the movie didn't highlight any like mini games or anything like that. They really just went from experience to experience and just showing you different ways that you can interact here, the different way that people grieve here, the communities that they built, interviewing people who spend their lives here, who have careers there. It's super interesting in that lens. But, it, you know, as any sci-fi book has from the future has shown to us, I do kind of think that this is the future that we're heading towards. And I'm I'm challenging myself not to be afraid of that, but to be challenged by that. I want to embrace it, especially as I grow older, you know, technology in the younger age is only going to continue to advance beyond what I'm kind of seeing fit in the world. And even though that sounds kind of like a scary future, um, I do think it's somewhat inevitable. And so it should be embraced. So how do I tie this all back together to the conversation I was having at the top here? How does technology really affect us? Now, again, uh, as you know, the thesis statement for this film would certainly be that technology has an immense capacity connect to connect us in impossible ways that we're only just starting to understand and see. Uh, I think the 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 upper echelon of what that looks like has yet to be seen in our world and it will only continue to reveal itself to us. That being said, uh, maybe it's, this is just the boomer in me, I don't know. That being said, there's definitely something uh, precious and worth holding on to about human connection uh, physically. Uh, as beautiful and amazing as it is that we have this technology that can connect us all over the world, I do think it's really important that we hang on to our roots and and continue to value that physical connection above all. I'm not sure where that goes. You know, as we continue to evolve as a species, I don't know how well that statement will hold up over time. But at this point, it seems like a priority within our humanity. Elon Musk be damned. (laughs) As far as discussing the film any further, I actually don't have any more specific things to say. Because the movie doesn't really follow a specific plot, there's not really many details to explain without just breaking down every individual thing that we see happen throughout the film. That being said, I do think as a documentary, this is one of the most engaging and well-made ones I've ever seen. It almost introduces a new genre of study that, at least in my in my point of view and in my experience, has not been exposed to me. So hats off for that. And uh, I do think that this is a really heartwarming thing to watch. Uh, it definitely will leave you with a smile on your face. It is romantic. It is um, cathartic. You see people dealing with their grief. You see people really opening up about their personal life. Like I said, it's, it is it is important context to remember that this movie is all scenes that happen within the first two years of that pandemic. And if you're listening to this, I'm sure, like myself, you had a rough time with that as well. Brought out a lot of dark emotions. And this this film really feels like a way of healing and celebrating the way that these people came together to uh, combat that feeling. There is a particularly impactful scene that is them all celebrating New Year's together, you know, ringing in the 2021 year together in this virtual space with all, you know, because at the time you couldn't really leave your house. And so I think that's an amazing thing to have done other than, you know, sitting in my house on my couch alone during that time. So uh, yeah, <laughs> this this one this one really changed my perspective on a lot of things. I really do think that this documentary was a very impactful one. Final thoughts. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I'm going to continue to interact on the virtual space. Uh, you know, a lot of times it's harder and harder to 
get together with your friends, you know, the older you get, the more responsibilities you have. That only becomes more of a hurdle to spend time with your friends. And for me, you know, hopping on Discord and playing games with my friends is a great way to connect and chat at least for a few hours every week, you know. I have friends that don't even play video games, so I'll just hop in the Discord because all the buddies are just sitting around and talking in it. So I do think it's something to be embraced. And if uh, for me to weigh in here, I do have to say that, you know, in the in the small term, I do think that technology has this capacity to disconnect us. There's obviously the version of us that just doom scrolls on all of our social medias and can't look up or spend time with the people around us without whipping our phones out, right? That That is the the poor version of that. I think that's the worst case scenario of how we will continue to evolve with technology. But if you look at the more beautiful ways that it does have the capacity to connect people, provide community, happiness, and an escape, uh, it's definitely not leaving and it definitely has the capacity for just as much good as it does bad. Like all things, it's not black and white, right? Context matters for everything. But yeah, that's going to go ahead and bring our conversation to a close. If you made it this far into this, thank you for listening. I do really appreciate it. I, you know, this is a very new conversation for me. I, I really love talking about the content that I watch, but, you know, it's important to me that I elevate this podcast to be something a little bit more impactful and not just me talking about fiction. So I saw this opportunity to blend a little bit more real life talk into the conversation of this documentary that I oh so enjoyed. So, yeah, if you have any feedback for me, I'd love to hear it. Uh, really, because, you know, this is all new to me. So I want I want to get some feedback. Tell me how I can do better. What should I talk about next and how should I do that? Um, you can hit me up on Instagram and TikTok at the Darius show. But you can email me with any feedback at <clears throat> the D show pod at Gmail dot com. That is T.H.E.D.S.H.O.W.P.O.D. at Gmail dot com. Thank you for listening to this one. As always, thank you. And I love you.